Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Chuck makes a team, Jake takes a ball, and we are joined by the Shuffle Squad. Yo, Chuck, what's up? Yeah, what's up, LDF? How are we doing today? Doing good, doing good. Nice, nice. Uh, well, before we get to you, let me jump over to Chuck, because we I have not got to catch up to him since last week. Uh, what's new? Uh, since last week? Uh, <laughs> uh, not too much craziness, uh, but like you alluded to in the beginning, um, I made a team finally. Uh, yes. Uh, participated in an in-person team challenge tournament, which is a little different, mm-hmm. uh, at my local store, Refined Gaming, and I managed to win with a, a lackluster final because... Uh, <laughs> But both to, to uh, both people undefeated me and uh, Valerie, and then we ended up tying the last round. But because of tiebreakers, I won. Uh, so I feel like you uh, did that I before. Did, <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I think I have done that before, but a little oh. lackluster in the end. But uh, glad to make a team. I'm hoping Valerie does it next week. Uh, yeah, definitely a player here. Um, but yeah, so uh, Palkia got me one more win. One more win for sure. (laughs) One more win before never again. Now, I I changed the intro for you last minute because before that, I was going to say Chuck uh, averts disaster because you almost almost lost like six decks worth of uh, cards, uh, IRL Uh, cards. (laughs) I I, I do have six decks that are currently in the wind uh, (laughs) because uh, I came to Pittsburgh for the 1K uh, last week uh, and left my decks at the store. So... Uh, all of the stuff I need to test for Toronto is in Pittsburgh currently, uh, in real real life. So I need right. uh, need those back pretty quick, hopefully. So yeah, I'll, I'll but, try to get them uh, for I, you. But <laughs> I found, I know that I know where they are. I thought I just straight up lost six tournament worthy decks. So <laughs> that'd have been disaster. How was your week? Speaking of disaster, my week was horrible. Uh, so I was like, <laughs> okay, well. Uh, we're going into a four-day weekend with with uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so was it Wednesday night? I was going downstairs for whatever reason, and I don't, um, you know, I don't know what what exactly happened. Lost my balance, fell down my stairs, and you know how my stairs are just like complete wood, sharp like edges, and somehow I hit my tailbone, spun around, and then scratched the whole front of my chest, threw my shirts, ripped my shirts. I have like a huge gash down like by from my collarbone all the way down to almost my belly button and then a bunch of just like like skid marks for from uh, like like road rash kind of stuff. Uh, and I swear I cracked a rib too. I've been uh, <laughs> literally doing not much of anything other than try to recover. Thankfully, no huge injuries where I, I think I can still go to work tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that was that was me. I didn't play much Pokemon TCG kind of after a couple days of just recovering. I played some uh, of Scarlet and Violet with my son um, doing raid battles and stuff like that, but uh, not too much. <laughs> that is crazy. I'm glad you are recovering. Yes, I, I am it's too. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. I, I don't know how that happened, but from now on, I'm going to not turn around while walking down the stairs. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> anyways. Hold so, the what's that? 
hold the rail. I tried to, I, and then there was a coat in the way, and I grabbed the coat and it ripped it off the rack as I was going down. Uh, so uh, it was craziness, but I don't want to bring up any more trauma. Uh, I, it was hard enough for me to come downstairs to do recording here uh, with little PTSD, uh, but well worth it because we have two guests, as I uh, kind of alluded to in the intro. We got the the Shuffle Squad gang of the Shuffle Pod. We got uh, LDF and Lizzie Rose Cup. Hello. Welcome, Sorry to guys. hear about your tragic fall. Oh, it's, I mean, it could have been worse. Like I said, um, the first day and a half was pretty rough. Sleeping was bad because my, my tailbone hurt and the front hurt. Mm. I, could, I usually sleep on my stomach. Couldn't do that. Uh, couldn't even sleep on my sides because both the sides were messed up. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're okay, though. Could have been yes. worse. It could, could have been, been worse, worse, like I said. Um, but how how have you guys been? Hopefully, not nearly as bad as I have. Uh, you know, within the last four days. Uh, yeah. no, I've been I've been chilling. Uh, just been making a lot of content for YouTube and Twitch. Been streaming a lot, playing all the new Silver Tempest decks, getting ready for Toronto regionals yes. this upcoming weekend. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, that's definitely going to be a huge topic of discussion later on in the pod. Um, both Chuck and I are going. Lindsay, are you going too? I unfortunately am not going to Toronto as much as PJ has been like trying to convince me to go and do anything in his power to get me to go. I unfortunately cannot make it. I mean, life gets in the way. I understand it's all good. Uh, We would love to see you there, but uh, there's plenty of other tournaments coming up in the future that we'll get to uh, see you and see you compete too. So. And unfortunately, not any like the the next one I can go to is um, Orlando in February. So that's looking like the next regional that I'll be at. Still, I mean, that'll be fun. And hopefully, yeah, Florida uh, during during the wintertime, still pretty nice. Uh, And Lugia probably might fall out of favor at that point, maybe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a weird regional because I'm pretty sure it's going to be after rotation, but the new set will not be legal yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's like the last hurrah then. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be it might be like a weird one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay, so. You guys, it's been a long time since both of you have been on uh, LDF. It's I think it's been over a year. Lindsay, I think it's a little less yeah, than so. that. Um, but obviously, you guys both started a, a podcast of your own uh, since both of you guys were on. Uh, can you guys talk a little bit about your podcast and how that kind of got started? I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so the Shuffle Pod actually was a thing before we kind of revamped it and revived it. I think okay. the Shuffle Pod had like... I think before it was PJ and John who ran the Shuffle Pod. And then I know mm-hmm. Lindsay joined the Shuffle Pod. And then I came on for an episode in, I think, February or March, like early March. I came on for an episode of the Shuffle Pod. And then I, I think that might have been like the last episode they kind of did before then. And then we joined the Shuffle. We joined the Shuffle. I joined the Shuffle Pod. I guess Lindsay was already in the Shuffle Squad. I joined the Shuffle Squad in, I think, April. And, um, kind of went from there and they wanted to revive the, sh- the, the podcast and uh, I'm a fan of podcasts. I like listening to them all the time and I'm like, I'm down to help run one because I love podcasts. I like talking. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of felt really natural. And then I needed a co-host. So we got Lindsay to come back as the host, the co-host for the shuffle pod. And uh, we've been banging out episodes. I think we're on episode. Like, I think we're going to be recording episode 18 or 17. 18. Yeah, 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 I think 18. Oh, let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. Go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it just and seems like when we went back to uh, like restarting it again, when it was like me, PJ, and a little bit of John, um, PJ and John both were doing so much behind the scenes and like PJ doing a lot of manager, like a, a lot of manager stuff behind the scenes. And John is actually the one who edits our podcast as well. So like they were both already doing a lot. So having having them as like another host was a lot for them. So we kind of wanted to get like another member involved and we really didn't have any, I guess, have anyone necessarily like wanting to, or like maybe like fit the part really until LDF came on and we were like, Oh, this will be, this will be awesome. Let's get it going. Right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys rock it. I've listened to a couple episodes um, super fun podcast. I mean, we there are so many awesome podcasts in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, uh, if you guys haven't yet, anybody of our, our listeners, uh, please check them out because um, both awesome content creators, you know, the whole Shovel Squad as a whole, um, awesome group. Um, so definitely support them and, and give them a listen. Appreciate that. Thank you. For sure. For sure. I'm going to piggyback off that before you go on to the next question. How about, yeah. For those of the for those of people out there that are listening and don't know what about the Shuffle Squad, do you want to give us a little quick rundown on what the squad is? Yeah, sure. Uh, we are. It's a group. It's a big team collective. We're basically trying to make something like an esports organization. We got our competitive team, which are killing it right now. We got Alex Shemansky, Cal Connor, Zach Lesage, uh, Josh Frink, uh, just. Great, great players. We've been doing really well. Of course, you know, Cal got second at Peoria. Alex got second at Warsaw. And then we got our uh, content creator side. We got me. Of course, we got Lindsay. We got For the Win TCG. We got Primetime Wizard. Uh, just it's an awesome, awesome collective of people. And it's basically just a team balancing both content creation and the competitive side of things, which is something that like the Pokemon community hasn't really seen before. I don't think we've had something like this before where we've had a team kind of be both content creators and competitive players in like in a way, you know, so it's kind of like a unique thing. I know PJ has like big hopes and dreams for the shuffle uh, shuffle squad, and I'm excited for the future. Uh, That's basically the rundown of what we are. Yeah, I I know whenever I, you know, for us, we don't have as big of a team, uh, but whenever, you know, I was making videos or streaming. It was a lot of work to try to practice for uh, for any of these events and put the content out there. Um, so yeah, having a, a large amount of people with different skill sets, um, you know, and they can, can kind of like just collaborate um, definitely helps. Um, you know, this whole the whole team out as a whole. Um, so I, I'm just pumped for you guys. Uh, like you said, uh, your guys' content's awesome. Um, you know, the podcast, your videos um, from everybody on the team. And then obviously, like you said, um, all, all of the people uh, that are on the competitive side, just killing it this year. Um, you know, you, a lot of those people, Chuck and I drafted last week on our, on our uh, little, uh, our fantasy uh, Pokemon drafting. And uh, so <laughs> it's just, I made sure I got my couple squad member in there. Same, same. <laughs> we each had at least I one. wasn't passing on a Cacao Connor. <laughs> mm-hmm. No way. I was a little bummed, but I I did get Lesage, even though uh, you know he just miscut. But uh, it was it was still great to kind of follow those guys. Yeah, yeah, we have some pretty pretty big plans for the future, and obviously, I think as time goes on, as the season goes on, we're probably going to be adding even more like big name players onto the team to kind of expand our competitive Pokemon 
uh, team. And obviously, even the content creation side, we could even have more content creators on our team within the future. So really looking forward to that and kind of seeing where the team goes in 2023. For sure. I can't wait. Yeah, kind of like you said, with its, it is really difficult to balance the content creation side versus the competitive playing side. Um, so I, th I think it's a pretty good thing that what the Shuffle Squad's doing, where we kind of have the two sides of it, where we have people who are kind of just dedicated to that content creation and they can spend majority of their time with Pokemon making content versus, you know, also trying to do well competitively because it does kind of eat up a lot of time mm -hmm. to do both. Mm -hmm. 100% right. it does. So kind of piggybacking off that, you say you have a, you know, you have a huge team of competitive players that do these play or the play testing beforehand. Um, and I know LDF, you do, you know, you're, you're kind of dabbling both sides. Mm -hmm. um, does it help to have a team like that to lean on going into Toronto? Like you said, um, it, so you're, you know, you're going into Toronto plus you're, you're, you're doing all this co content. So how do you balance that? And does the team uh, help you with that? And kind of how does that whole situation happen for you? Yeah, I, having having a team kind of help me out is really good. I it, it's obviously Zach lives pretty close to me. He lives like maybe an hour away, uh, and then PJ and John they don't live too far outside of Canada. And they I, I've met up with PJ and John a couple times in Canada before, and obviously Zach I've met up with multiple times. And having a team to kind of talk to going into a tournament, having people to room with is another big deal. I know uh, for Ohio, we had like a like a big, it maybe literally a content creator house at that point. It was like a big like yeah. Airbnb we booked, and there was like almost like <laughs> there's like ten of us in there or something. It was it was crazy. like it was like the Shovel Squad trap house. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I think it we was, need yeah. a little we need a little uh, inside on that on that night. That should have been pretty fun, just uh, being in that room, right? It was pretty mm -hmm. fun. It was very fun. Yeah, we we did a lot of really fun things at. We the, went uh, had a little house. Walmart shop mm -hmm. that we went. We did a little Walmart shopping. Got some. Got some Pokemon product. I think we did like a little mini stream where we like we did like pack battles. Yeah, nice. yeah, we did like we did a pack battle. We did some cubing. Yeah. Uh, just we we just kind of hung out. I remember we had like ordered pizza, and you know, I came back when I think I came back the first night with like a massive amount of candy. I bought at the variety store. It was it was fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was. That a sounds good a lot better than our trip uh, when we went to Ohio, where I was just trying to fall asleep before Chuck, <laughs> so he didn't snore <laughs> myself. But we need to up our game, man. <laughs> Get some yeah. packs and open some stuff. Yeah, at it, the it bare was, minimum. It was fun. Yeah, I, it was. It's like a. It was almost like a content creator house. Uh, I know, like Phase Clan and even TikTok has their own like content houses. That's what it felt like. Right. And Pokemon doesn't really have its own content house, so that feels like it could have been like the first. Uh, the first beginnings of maybe like a content creator house within the Pokemon community, which is, or the PDCG community specifically, which we haven't even seen before. It was, it was a really cool experience. Uh, Baltimore is pretty fun too. I got to hang out with PJ and John again and Zach, obviously, and Michelle. Um, and I also met uh, Josh and Alex Shemansky. So it was a great time. And I think they're all going to Toronto too. So really looking forward to seeing everybody again. I know, Lindsay, you could have came. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Don't make her feel bad. She has life. I know, she has I know. I know. Uh, but All yeah, right. I'm really looking forward to Toronto. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to Toronto. Uh, obviously, it's coming right off the back end of LEIC. So I'm really excited to see what uh, kind of is going to be good at Toronto. We'll obviously talk about that, I guess, as we get to it. 
yeah, but. for sure. I mean, there's definitely some meta talk we could do on the second half of the show. This is more just getting to know or getting yeah. to read, know you guys kind of plugging your stuff away. Before we move on from the podcasting stuff, Chuck, is there anything else podcast wise or content creation wise that you had on the on the question docket? Uh, no, not really. Um, that was uh, you covered them up. Uh, you covered both the things, and then we kind of covered everything else I was going to ask questions about. So there we go. Uh, you get off scot-free from me. I'm an easy, easy fill. So <laughs> easy fill. All right. Well then, um, like I said, it's been it's been a while since both of you guys have been on. Um, we have our standard set of four questions, although we changed it a little bit and we added some, subtracted some. Um, so we have two new ones that I know guaranteed both of you guys have not answered. So I'll ask the first one. Chuck can ask the second one. So feel free, whoever wants to answer first. Um, but um what is your guys' Favorite Pokemon TCG memory thus far? Uh, I'm honestly, I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'll probably just say NEIC, to be honest. It was my first major ter- like IRL tournament. So, like, it's, I get that like first time experience. And it was obviously, I met everybody. I met all the YouTubers, met all the Shuffle Squad. I even met people that I knew from like my Discord and from my Twitch streams and stuff. Obviously, meeting fans was insane. Like, it was so awesome taking pictures with people signing stuff getting to meet fans getting to meet all the big players meeting people i met puka there which was insane like right. puka, like I, I looked up to for so long he's what got me into youtube so meeting everybody and that first time experience being at a major tournament i may not have done well but i i still had a great time regardless like i, I could care less if 100%. i went like oh three drop like i really don't care the experience was worth it 100 yeah. percent. well now i can't say naic <laughs> you can no um, no 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 I think something. Although NAIC was fun, um, like like LDF and I got to hang out for the first time. Mm-hmm. We were like walking around the convention center and like uh, it, it was a, it was a really fun time. Um, but I would say for me, even though like the the tournament itself. So okay, so I went to this five k in Chattanooga. I think it was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is only about like an hour and a half away from me. So they were having this five k. And I was like, you know what, I, this was, I hate to admit it. Um, this was like when I was on a little bit of just like a Mew, a Mew run where I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I like, I, this deck is insane. Um, so I took Mew and we went to this tournament. How I did at the tournament is besides the point. Um, <laughs> it was a best of one and I did get my Genesect. My Genesect got donked, not once, but twice in a row. Just in best that. of ones. In best of ones, like oh. the like the odds, the odds, insane. Right. Um, however, there was a family there who I guess like recognized me from like YouTube or the Shuffle Squad or whatever, and like the, one of the the kids ended up asking me if I could sign one of his energies, and I was like, oh my god, yes, right. right. Um, but I like ruined like four of them because like I tried to do it with a pen, didn't work. Tried mm-hmm. to like do it again on a different energy, didn't work. And then I was like, we need a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like ruined like three or four of this kid's energies before I actually like signed a card. But then I like finally signed a card from him. And I'm like, can't believe that somebody wanted like wanted me to write my name on a energy card. Like that's so insane. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's super so, like awesome. crazy to think about. So that's, uh, I guess that's that's been one of my favorite memories. Yeah. 100%. This this community is awesome and whenever, you know, we have, you know, we we both have fans and they come up to us, it's it's always a great feeling um just to know that all the work that you put in um you know is noticed by the community at large. 
Um, and whenever anybody, you know, goes out of their way to, you know, show that appreciation, it's always a, a great feeling. Yeah, it's it's an awesome feeling like at Baltimore. It was it's it became a meme at the point because I kept having people come up to me like, oh, can you sign this? I'm like, oh, I don't got a Sharpie. So we kept having to go up to the place where you, you send in your match slips. And one of the people that goes to my local league was working there. Kiki, shout out to Kiki and Vince. Um, she was working there. And I kept having to go up like every like like probably like twice or three times an hour to like go up and like, oh, uh, I need another Sharpie to sign something. And it became a meme where they just like basically <laughs> gave me the Sharpie. They're like I just take it you, like you're going to come back eventually. Just like take it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> kind of funny. For sure. I know Chuck and I are both uh, working on something kind of in that vein uh, for for handouts, maybe not like signature stuff, but uh, uh, it's in the works. It still might be a month or two away, but I'm pretty excited about that. So uh, stay tuned, everybody, if you if, uh, if you see us at an IRL tournament. Yeah, now you made it have to happen. Now you put it out. There. I did that to put us on the spot to make sure we do it. <laughs> like that fire under your butt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll. Move us into our our other second question. Uh, this one's a little bit fun. I like uh, setting the stage for it. We so, did we did not prep them, by the way. <laughs> so this one might be hard. So <laughs> blind day. reaction, okay. Blind blind reaction. Let's uh, see. No, so uh, we're gonna put you in the, in the in the stage of a regional. You're at a regional. You've been selected to play on stream, and we they've changed the game a little, and they said you can have some entrance music for when you walk out on stage. So I'm asking the question, what is that entrance song going to be? What's our walk-up song? Oh, yep. Lord. That's, okay. a, good your walk -up song? That's a good question. That's a really oh, good question. Many. Um, you can only pick one. <laughs> I, oh, see, I'm torn. I'm torn between Material Girl by Madonna or Fireflies by Al City. It's a banger. It's a banger for sure. I'll be fine. I'll go with Fireflies. There we go. All right. All right. I'm going to have to go with a rap song here. Uh, what do we got? Oh, it does okay. not need to be family friendly. In yeah, this no, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Trust me. I don't listen to that. All right. What do we got here? Um, I guess my two, like, three most listened rap songs right now. All right. So I got three different picks. So I got Bad and Bougie by Migos, like my all time favorite rap song, probably. And uh, obviously, I've been listening to that a lot more recently now. Um, probably Hotel Lobby by Takeoff and Quavo. That's like a recent song. That song's a banger. Um, and then probably uh, Every Chance I Get by DJ Khaled featuring Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. That one's like an absolute, that, that's like a good entrance song because that, that's like a hype song. Gets you, gets you pumped up. It's a good song to like work out to and like do stuff right. to Yeah, Definitely that song. Yeah. So I, I would either go with that, one of those three. I'd probably go with Every Chance I Get just because it's like an actual like pump up like banger song. Uh, but those would be my three picks. All right. Well, I have some music to listen to after the pod now, so so I don't know any of LDS, <laughs> so we'll have to we'll have to go from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are, yeah, this is two good songs. We got some some things to listen to, uh, see, and then uh, put in a playlist and uh, bring my big speaker and get myself kicked out of a regional maybe one day. Yeah. When, uh, <laughs> people start walking up. Yeah. Well, for see. sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, before we move into our you know fun trivia and, and all that good stuff um i just want to talk a little bit about the meta i guess um and not as far as lic what had success just um aside from lugia uh what what decks have you guys been playing that might be you know fun um that maybe under the radar or anything like that um 
some spice there, I guess, because I mean, everybody knows Lugia. Uh, there's, there's the Lugias were running rampant. Um, but, you know, is there anything else that, uh, you know, a casual fan could just, you know, pick up pretty easily um, or something that is just uh, gives a different alternative? Hmm. It's a good question. I well, think you have there's all the lost box decks, which mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like that's necessarily under the radar. It's probably this probably was the second most played deck. Mm -hmm. um, really, any of the lost box. I think the coolest thing about the regionals, though, and the internationals, obviously not playing online, is that you don't have access to each player's deck list as you're playing them. So you kind of have to be on high alert in terms of like what they could put down after using all these companies, all these. Um, Cramorants, you kind of just have to like pay attention to like the types of energies and try to like make an estimation of which version they're playing, which I think is super interesting because there's been some stuff thrown in there, right? right? Like there's just been all sorts of stuff thrown in these lost box decks. I think you just have to kind of prepare for anything. For sure. Like lost box definitely leads to a lot of creativity. Um, you can go left, right, or center with the deck, and doesn't really matter. Um, you know, that 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 engine is just so um fun and leaves leaves basically anything open for play right yeah i agree and in close deckless tournament lost box can be tricky to play against because like bro you don't know what the heck they're gonna whip out at you mm -hmm. they don't bench it early they they can bench anytime they want as long as they have the mirage gate combo within hand and stuff which is kind of scary i know kyogre celebrations got top four grant manley got top four at LAIC with it that deck is kind of insane uh there's the rayquaza build which i was actually testing against uh, on Friday with what I might be bringing to LAIC, which I'll kind of talk about a bit of that later. Um, I don't want to leak it, but mm. that deck was kicking my butt. And then obviously there's like Cram Sablezard, just like the classic Lost Box deck, which is pretty good too. There's Giratina, which is still okay right now. And I think Lost Really all sorts of the amazing rares, like the yeah. um, the Raikou. I've even seen the amazing rare Kyogre, like mm -hmm. the amazing rare uh, Rishram. There's basically anything. So right. I've seen some builds with just the Snorlax too, because like Snorlax is actually a super good card. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> if you guys are watching, was it the uh, uh, was it the seniors uh, finals where he had to flip double heads to wake up and then wins the game off that Snorlax? <laughs> that was that was insane. <laughs> that was yeah. That, I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. Lost Zone definitely is just like kind of crazy right now. I don't right. think I'd personally play Lost Zone though, honestly, because like it is kind of a big brain deck you, you have to know what you're doing that's a deck you have to play really well to do well with and that's kind of like i don't think right. i'd ever like i don't think i'd want to play lost zone to a major tournament just because it just takes too much time out of you you're playing nine <laughs> rounds best of three and you know you got to keep track of everything uh which can be very difficult to do like you're playing lost zone one mistake one bad chorus pick or one bad comfy pick could screw you over so i wouldn't right. personally play it even though i think lost zone technically can beat anything in the format if your deck is built well enough Right. But I personally wouldn't play that. But you know what I would play that's budget friendly? Reggie's. Reggie's. Hmm. That's interesting because I, I have I have hot takes on Reggie's. We'll talk yeah. about Reggie's, I guess, a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um but I gotta note that to bring back. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reggie's is pretty, pretty good, I would say. Um even though Lugia kind of has it figured out, I still think Reggie's is just a deck that kind of beats everything except for like maybe like a random ice cube could like screw you over. And I wouldn't even tech for the ice cube in all honesty. I don't think ice cube is that good. I don't think people are actually going to play it because it's a pretty terrible card apart from Reggie's, but right. it's, it's definitely something you got to watch out for, but Reggie's is pretty straightforward. It's, it is kind of hard to play. I would say you'd have to know what you're doing when you're playing that deck, but even then, like it's not that hard. 
to play. Yeah, but I think both Lost Box and Reggie's would be great for, you know, people going to locals, especially if they're newer, yeah. just to get them to learn their sequencing and decision making mm-hmm. because the game for so long has been, you know, just throw down this this uh tag team or then now just like a V a Vmax uh, v star and then just do what it does but now those decks definitely there are sequencing involved to to do what you want to do um especially the lost box like you said there's a lot of decision making to be made um the, the deck is just so good uh, we saw it again this weekend even though you know it didn't ultimately win it still was a threat out there i mean i i think i think it definitely could have won in all honesty uh, obviously toward probably knows what he's doing really well against lost zone decks maybe not the kyogre one as much but Tord knows what he's doing, and obviously he For was able sure. to beat Grant um, with Lugia, which a lot of people were like, Lost Zone was one of the only good decks that can beat Lugia, which obviously I'm sure Grant played against like a lot of Lugia, probably the most like deck play deck he played against. But right. Lugia definitely, like everyone was like, oh, Lost Box, how you beat Lugia? And it does, but it can, it does, it, but, it can like... but it doesn't be Tord. Tord's a different beast there. And while we're on Tord, before we really go into deep dive, but congratulations to Tord um, for the first player, in my knowledge, that win all of the ICs. So he's, he's won all of them. Um, and nobody else could say that. So that's freaking uh, mental. Man, that's kind of that, cool. That man's that's the goat. Right absolutely there. <laughs> mental. Like that. That's insane that he's done that. If he wins worlds, I think right. a lot of people will say he's better than like Jason Klasinski who's like the obviously like other person that people talk about and they say the goat in Pokemon, it's always Jason Klasinski or Tord. Yeah. A lot of people still say Jason is still the best because he's won three worlds, but I don't know, right. man. Like Tord winning four ICs is like friggin' mental. And he's also just won Peoria. And- yeah, he just won oh. Peoria. I, I don't even know how many regionals he's won, but he's got top four in worlds before too. Yep. So Yeah, 2019. Uh, yeah, yeah, so he's just insane. He is, he is. Tord's won all over the world. Mm-hmm. So Literally. He, he is literally Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah, right. Everyone like memes him as Thanos. Like he got that LEIC stone into his Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Why do you say that as I'm drinking? Oh man, that's awesome. Oh my now goodness, we, dude, we need to get like <laughs> we need to get a picture. Of, There's uh, tons of pictures on Twitter. Trust me. Of He's just, like, Thanos putting the last stone in. Oh my god, people are people are so funny. funny. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Oh my, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. Uh, you you want to get into the middle of the show shenanigans there? Yeah, we can get into our fun shenanigans. We can start off with some. Oh, we'll go into trivia real quick, and we'll just. Uh, it's time for trivia, trivia. Trivia. See if we can stump you guys with some uh, random card questions and things like that. Sounds good. So, uh, Jake, you want to? You st- do you have one card you want to ask, or do you want me to start? Yeah, the- I I could. I could start. Okay. Um, I just got one. Um, we're not going the rapid fire this time. Um, <laughs> there was just, I think with uh, four of us out here, that might just take a little long. Mm. Um, so um, the card I have is guess that Pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to uh, standard legal <laughs> as per the usual. Um, and the card name or the, or the attack name is smash uppercut. Oh, smash uppercut. Um, is that Medicham V? Yeah, you got it already. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> she just like rapid fire. Ha! I was like, oh, that one was in oh, my brain. Like... That one, that one was like in my brain. Like I didn't this... expect you to get it that fast. Wow. That, that was, was quick. Me, yeah. That was... Me either. But like, I don't know how. Oh, yeah. I don't know I was how going that, like, that like... one was there. 
Yeah, because nobody actually uses that attack on the Metacham. Yeah, they like usually use the Yoga Loop. So I was like, ah, oh, this one might fly under the radar. But <laughs> was it, like that was like 0. 0.5 seconds. I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> she's cracked at new records. And I think Polk that is that's crazy. That's crazy. I've had a lot of practice lately with with the Poke X word puzzles. So yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we should have done the rapid fire ones, which, by the way, I did horrible in last week. And Chuck, you did well. Uh, so I got to redeem myself, I guess, on that. I mean, I, I had to. I didn't know if I should go old or or, or stay new, but I'm going to stay with a newer card. But I think some people might just not get it. I just have to remember the uh, the name here and take a quick gander at it. Um, so this is uh, same vein. Uh, it's a. Uh, Attack or ability that uh, belongs to a Pokemon, and you just have to give me the name of the Pokemon. Um, so the uh, name of this is Star Rondo. Star Rondo. Ooh, that's on the tip of my tongue. Star Rondo. Star Rondo. So we know it's probably like a V Star, right? It could be a V because was it? There was another Rondo, right? There's like a Blizzard <clears throat> Rondo. Yeah, I'm thinking of the the Johto dogs, but then none of them have Star Rondo as an attack. Mm. Well, none of the V's do. Mm. Okay, Star Rondo, because I know Entei's got Burning Rondo, Raikou's got Lightning Rondo, Blizzard Rondo's on Suicune. Is there a new? V-Star? Star Rondo. Where are we going down this path of... Has this like, card wait, come out yet? It, it has It has been released. Okay, okay. So it's standard legal. In we America. can play it right now. In America. In America. Okay. And we can play holding, this right now if we went to Holding it in my hand. I'm trying to see that off the glasses reflection there. <laughs> um... Star uh, Rondo. Rondo. Star gotta be like a V-Star power uh, is what I'm thinking. What, it's, got, it's gotta be a V-Star. Mm-hmm. Oh, what 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 is what's the new Jirachi? That's um, that's not it. <laughs> no, I don't think Jirachi Star Rondo. Maybe I did pick a good one. Yeah, it's I, mean, like, I think you did. I think it has something Star to do with Rondo. the wish. I think Jirachi's name is like a wish. There's yeah. a Jirachi V. There's a Jirachi V, but I don't think that's it. Mm. I don't think that's it. I don't remember. I think it's either like Raikou that's. Just like a regular Raikou or a Jirachi. That's kind of like where I'm. Yeah. You want a hint? I'd like a hint. That'd be yeah, helpful. Hint, yeah, hint would be good. You wanna, I'll give you the type. Okay. It's psychic type. Okay. Is it unknown V-Star? No. No? No. Because I actually just played that recently for a psychic. video. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Elliot has to know if that. What, <laughs> what what about uh does anyone know Mawile V Star's stuff? Oh I yeah, don't. is it Mawile V Star? It might be Mawile. I go. am on freaking fire <laughs> today. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I, you you said psychic and it, you threw me way off. Mm -hmm. It's maybe because I pulled like a hundred Mawile V Stars. Yeah, best card in the set. Well, good one. thing I have twenty. <laughs> Well, you can trade those all in the next time. You, if you were going to Toronto, you could have traded them into the vendors and got a bunch of uh, store cred, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's basically what I do. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if you can see, but I have a lot of bulk right here, ready to oh, go in, all yeah. sorted. Holy. 
So next time, I, I don't know if I'm going to go bring it to Toronto this time around, but um, eventually I'm going to bring all that, that bulk. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can't show you, but I have like probably like 15 booster boxes just full of cards on the ground here. Right. I need to get rid of those. So maybe I'll bring them to Toronto too, because I need to dispose of those. Right. If anyone's got an extra Mawal V-Star, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I might actually. <laughs> Hello, I have a lot. <laughs> I'll take one. I got one. I'll send. I'll send you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'll All give right. you a dollar to take it. <laughs> oh, deal. <laughs> just put it, if you just put it in the envelope, that's fine. Then. Don't even worry about the extra. I'll dollar. send my carrier <laughs> pigeon. Right. All right, Chuck, let's get into our random card madness. Random, random card, card madness. Uh, works. We, uh, I am randomly generating a number from 1 and 195, which is the amount of cards in Silver Tempest. And then we discuss whatever card we get, we discuss uh, whether it's playable or not. Uh, yeah. Whether you can put it in a deck or if it's just going to be kind of a filler card. Um now, uh, with this, uh, you usually when we hit a Pokemon, uh, if if it evolves, we talk the whole Pokemon line because we did get a Pokemon this time. We got uh, it was card number eighty seven, I believe it was mm. uh, eighty seven because I think it was Dreepy, uh, and uh, but I just pulled up Dragapult because basic Dreepy, a sixty HP, not really anything to talk about. But we'll just go to the end of the line to the stage two Dragapult. Uh, so Dragapult, 150 HP, Psychic Pokemon with two attacks, one with a lot of text, and one with not a lot of text. So Spooky Shot is 120 damage for two energy, one Psychic, one Colorless. That's the not a lot of text. And then we have for one Psychic Energy, Dragon Launcher. Discard a number of your bench, Dreepy, up to the number of your opponent's Pokemon in play. Then, for each Dreepy you discarded in this way, choose one of your opponent's Pokemon and do 100 damage to it. You can't choose the same Pokemon more than once. This damage isn't affected by weakness or resistance. So, 100 damage to Poke- any Pokemon you want for each Dreepy you discard is the quick summary of that. Um, and you can do it more than once. Uh, well, more than one Dreepy. Uh, what do we think? I'm gonna go to LDF first on the Dragapult. The Dragapult guy. I'm the Dragapult guy. I can go to Jake first, but I know Jake like Dragapult. Save it. Put it in a deck. Build a deck. (laughs) Exactly. So I was gonna save you for last. Hmm. I mean, your thoughts? Yeah. No, I've actually tried to build this before because obviously I got to cover all the rogue decks, and that's like a really cool rogue idea. It's kind of tough to build though, because like you have to use the Dreepies as like cannon fodder. You can't wear candy. So I'm I'm still actually looking to how to build that. I might try it with like Zoark or something to try to do it because like it, it's tough because you can't use rare candy. I mean you can, but then you only get three Dreepies instead of four Dreepies. But then you can do like a 400 spread. So I'm definitely. Definitely interested in that card. I don't think it's as good as the other two Dragapults. I think the uh, Fusion Strike one is better. And then the Infiltrator one is pretty sick too. So I, I would say it's probably not that good. What about if you use it? I think there's like the Hypno or something where it's like you can put like a stage one, I think, just like on your bench. You can just, I guess, do it that way and then not even use any Dreepies and then use the Dreepies as the cannon. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. I mean, 
Yeah. If you really feel like working that hard just to play Pokemon, the trading card game. Mm-hmm. Is, is this an area where Ditto could help or does Ditto not work? No, nah, Ditto wouldn't no, work. It's not no, because it's not a, um, or it's because you can't copy an evolution Pokemon, right? No, you okay. can't. Only. But yeah, basics only. Um, another card to consider, uh, again, this this deck does seem a little bit of a stretch to work because it's just a little hard. Uh, but Thornton uh, might be I a thought play about too. Thornton. I thought about um, Thornton. Just being able to, you know, get get out, uh, uh, drag a bolt out there and not worry about the Dreepies and then have them all four down, um, oh. potentially. Um, again, uh, the deck's probably not good as much as I would love, love, love to make this deck work. Um, and after I get done with all the sweaty testing for Toronto, um, I might, you know, have a little bit of time to try to do that. But, you know, my time's very limited. Uh, so I've been definitely uh, testing that instead. Um, but I really want to make this rogue deck work for sure. Mm -hmm. So save it. Keep it in your binder. It's it, at least a good rogue deck. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I might do a video on it and then maybe you'll start seeing the ladder. That's, that's what yeah you i'm know. I'm waiting for your video so i can take inspiration slash just copy your deck list <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i totally love the idea of this attack um in general um because i was a huge fan of the cramorant where you had to throw aracudas at people right uh, a huge fan of that so but this just seems a lot harder because you have to get to a stage two uh before you can start flinging your dreepies at people so yeah, yeah. but you could potentially take um like like if they say they play a little mini on and a crowbat you could potentially take double knockout on them if you do everything so take four prizes in one turn um hmm. seems pretty fun there's a bunch of yeah. manaphy though that's my issue that, okay. yeah, very true manaphy's uh definitely a problem I mean, if you use the new Earth and Seal tablet and get all the V's down to 100 then you can take three knockouts in one go <laughs> a light bulb Ooh, just, just gave me an off. idea. <laughs> BDIF, guys. BDIF. To the lab. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's enough for random card madness. Uh, the Dragon Pult is not great, but hey, if you want to try it, give it a go. Uh, it could have some fun. So we'll sum it up as that. All right. And that's going to wrap up the first half and the fun stuff. So this is where we take a quick break, take a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. All right. Thank you again, uh, Sports Card Junction, for always for being a great sponsor. And speaking of our sponsor, Sports Card Junction, they let us keep doing our giveaway. So this month, we are doing keywords every week. And at the end of the month, we're giving it away another ETB free shipped right to your house. Free cards. All you, all you do gotta is do is all you gotta do is type in a word or two. <laughs> type the keyword that we are about to give you. Send it to us via Twitter, over to me at Watch Whimsy or Jake at Pinux One or at the Twitter for the show at Pit Pokepod. And this week, this week's keyword is Mew, M E W, not new Mew. 
Uh, so that's the keyword. Thanks I'm gonna again. go do that right now. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. I, want, I want free cards. She wants free cards. Free cards. Free cards are fun. It is free cards. Just a little bit of work to 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 get your name, and then we'll get you get you send you some free cards. We're gonna pull it at the right. end of the month, which is next week is the last week. So got to get your keywords in now. Was it or is this so, the last week of the four? I can't. No, think. So this I, was three. This, this is three. three. Okay. Okay. I, I'm getting a little mixed up there, but yeah, we're getting close to the end, uh, but it definitely, um, you know, throw those keywords in there so we can uh, give out some more uh, ETBs. Yeah, this, this is three. Yeah, one more. Maybe we'll double check that, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you're probably right. Well, I have to calendar. look at the calendar because no, the end of the month is now. No, the end of the month is. Okay. So next yeah. week we will yeah. announce this is the last exactly. one. This is the last this one. I was right. So get those keywords <laughs> Come in because you need them now. Chuck's giving you bad information. Get, right. get those keywords in now because next week we will be announcing the winner. So, yes, got to get those keywords in. 100%. And keyword mew. Sorry. Don't know my own giveaway. <laughs> um, then uh, the only other bit of news is another free giveaway, uh, this time provided by Pokemon for all you guys that list that were watching LAIC stream this weekend. They did have a code that is good till December 1st or 5th um december 5th if you watched uh the code is sal paulo 2022 laic you get yourself a free full art serena whether you play on live or ptcgo so put that in get a free full art um other than that uh they they have been releasing um more character arts for cards that we already know what they do uh we got elsa sparkle and uh the friends in Sinnoh and uh friends in hisui full arts all these arts are looking gorgeous. We are not, a, um, there's no way of showing you these, but look them up. They look great. We all know what the cards do, um, but I don't want to gush over how cool art is uh, for things that we can't show you. But uh, that really is summing up the news. So we can get right into today's big topic. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. Yep. A little bit of LAIC recap. Um, and then we can do a little bit of meta talk and then kind of transition that into uh, meta talk for Toronto and kind of wrap up from there. Um, so LAIC, as you know, as it was this weekend, um, congratulations to Tord, like we already said, um, you know, the, the it was just a fun, fun weekend to watch a bunch of different matches. Um, obviously, Lugia. Uh, reign supreme he was i think it was what six of the top eight decks uh were lugia um and i think he was even uh more than 50 percent of the top 16 which was one of my hot takes last week as far as uh you know what what would uh you know lugia would do um single prize decks and you know obviously we kind of talked about it last week where um, and and a little bit for uh, the trivia was you know lost box uh, with the di diversity of that kind of deck um, kind of saw a little bit of play and Reggie's did kind of fall off um, as well um, but I, I don't know I want to hear your guys' thoughts on LAIC um, and what we kind of saw um, transpire um, you know into day two uh, I don't think you know much was unexpected of day one. Um, but kind of just your thoughts of day two meta and, and who made it and what decks were doing well. I mean, Lugia obviously just like just destroyed the format uh, right. and just blew open. Basically, it was just if it, a lot of people compared LEIC to the early EX era of black and white where everyone's like, this is basically just Mewtwo Wars again. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. There a lot of the the big players who are on Lugia were like, oh, I just hit my seventh Lugia mirror today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, you know, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, probably not as bad as Arkintel mirrors, but Lugia is just obviously the best deck in the format. And we did see some people try to figure out ways to beat it. Obviously, Lost Box, Azul's team was on that celebration Lost Box deck. Then we had uh, Sander on Evil Tall Control, which was like a huge deal. A lot of people were actually talking about the idea of playing Evil Tall going into LEIC because it does destroy Lugia. Um, and Sander got top eight. Uh, lost a tour. I think he lost a time. I think that's what kind of ended his run was time. But uh, Sander, I think, was pretty favored going into top eight. Uh, right. All the Lugia going around. I guess if Sander won, he would have had to face Grant. And I mean, that could have went both ways, I guess. But right. I, I Going into that top eight, I thought Sander was going to take it too, especially after winning game one against Tord. I was like, yeah. okay, Control wins game one. It's like 90% like locked in. But somehow Tord won it fast enough to bring it to a sudden death. And obviously, um, Control doesn't like sudden death too much. No, it doesn't. No. And I think that there's still a lot to be explored with the meta. I, I mean, everyone was just like on Lugia at LAIC and nobody really kind of, I feel like a lot of the Lugia counters haven't been figured out yet. You know, there's stuff like Beedrill, Dustnor, Evil Tall could still be like a weird card. There's this really cool Aerodactyl Weezing deck I've seen online that basically goes like Galarian Weezing and then like the Aerodactyl. And then you Lugia just can't do its V-Star power. And then you just kind of beat them because like, and then you go like Evil Tall and they try to attach energy manually and you have Flying Pikachu in the deck. So I might try that out. Um, but Lugia, I think, is still going to be the deck to beat in Toronto. Now that Tord one, I mean, everyone's going to probably like net deck his deck or take right. Tord's winning list and tweak it to their liking. So I do think that Lugia is still the deck to beat going into, LA, uh, going into Toronto. Depends on how people are going to figure out, kind of rework the the matchup and figure out now okay how do we be how do we be lugia how do we be towards list specifically mm-hmm. how do we take lugia down so i mean you still got to be lugia but the thing is you got to be lugia then you also got to beat stuff like palkia you still have to be lost zone decks which is pretty tough to do to be honest it's hard to counter lugia and lost zone right but yeah that that's kind of what i think the meta might look like going to delhi i see or toronto is just yeah beat lugia let's not forget right. about mew either mew mm-hmm. still hasn't slowed down that much and very few, if any, Lugia decks are playing Drapion. I feel like it it can still beat Mew without Drapion, of course, but I feel like Drapion makes it a little bit easier. But just with all these crazy Mew lists, like all the different control versions of it with all these Marnie paths, um, I don't know. It's it, it, I also have heard that the Lugia mirror basically is a coin flip, which sucks. I mean, it does kind of suck. I feel like the... There's a little bit more to it than just a coin flip. Uh, obviously, if you go first, you're heavily favored. Um, but I feel like in the mirror specifically, if you start, if you have the opportunity to start or at least going second, um, putting a one prizer up um, and forcing them to gust, um, a lot of times they can't do that with trying to get their consistency engine out there unless they have like a god turn one, um, which you know, obviously can happen. Uh, but then that will throw the matchup back in your favor as far as prize trading. Um, and you kind of seen that a, a, in a few of the matchups um, this weekend. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, the mirror feels fine enough to me. It's not as bad as like Arc Intel or any of the Arceus variants whenever like a crushing hammer would hit and then it's like, okay, well, now I'm just kind of stuck. At least, um, you know, there's a fighting chance as long as both players get Agalugia out in that manner. Um, and the, like the timely path to the peak is a huge thing, too. Yep. 
Path is still like a really good card. And a lot of decks that have access to just Marnie Path spam are just still good. I mean, a lot of people said Arceus fell off because it just can't keep up with the tempo of Lugia. But honestly, Arceus is one of the best decks that abuses Marnie Path. And that is one of the, the things that the deck has going for it still. So we could see Arceus make a comeback going into Toronto. I've actually been looking at a couple Arceus decks myself that I might look into playing to Toronto just because Arceus, Marnie Path is just good. And Arceus can also abuse some good Lugia counters like Beedrill and Flying Pikachu, which are pretty decent Lugia counters. Flying Pikachu walls off stuff like uh, Charizard. It can wall off the Evil Tall if you play a big Paracel. You hit Lugia for weakness. Then you got Beedrill, which, you know, just knock out Lugia instantly. Right. So there's right. Still, some, still some work to be done. But I, I do think that Path is still something, like if your deck can abuse Path, then you're still like, play it you know i agree um that early path could be very pivotal mm -hmm. for against the lugia just to uh, not allow that that uh, b-star power to go off yeah buying a couple turns against lugia is huge and obviously path just is good against most decks obviously arceus palkia mew itself you know if you buy a couple turns of the path to peak a lot of the time you get so far ahead in the match you just win at that point type of thing you know so yeah so yeah if point. it's like one maybe two turns i think essentially as long as you didn't completely stumble yourself i think you're you're in a pretty good spot yeah that's kind of my take with uh with path decks obviously reggie's another deck that can abuse marnie path but reggie's does feel kind of awkward right now because lugia respects it lugia has collapsed stadium they play the man to be done sparse package there's other decks playing Collapse. There's Temple of Sinnoh, Lost City you got to watch out for. So right. yeah. I want Reggie's to be good. Uh, and it's it is. I, there's just so many counters. Right, right. I mean, Reggie's... Reggie, I don't know if Reggie can actually beat Lost Box apart from... I think he can beat Lost Box. I don't think he can beat the Kyogre deck, though, because Kyogre will let the Lost Box player win that matchup because they'll just Kyogre take two knockouts and they'll just win the game that way. So, But in theory, Reggie should beat everything. It's just... It kind of gets caught in the crossfire of how good Lugia is, where it's like people are teching for Lugia, and then it kind of hurts Reggie, where it's like, oh, they got these things like yeah. Temple Sinnoh, they got, you mm -hmm. know, the like big pair. Like, yeah, there's just too many counters. There's, you know? there's definitely too many counters, and if you don't take the one shot on the Lugia, um, you don't have a lot of boss options. I mean, I guess they're playing the the Serenas now, yeah. um, but there are the versions also playing uh, Sharon's Care. The more uh, straightforward, less like toolboxy with mm -hmm. you know not amazing rares as much. Less less colorful. Uh, yes, less colorful. Yeah, uh, playing those Sharon's cares, which I actually tend to like that deck a little bit more um, than the Yvital build. Even though Yvital has a lot of great matchups and and answers, I feel sometimes it's still a little bit clunky, and yeah. you can't play the tank game at all. Um, and you can also play weird like prize map uh, prize mapping. Uh, games with your opponent if you share and scare something up that's um you know not getting one shot so um and it's also a nice pivot card too because you know lugia doesn't like ah! to play those 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 pivot there's cards. no there's not there's 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 no pivot cards there's no like switching cards and the fact that everybody knows that is very dangerous exactly and we saw we saw sanders list and others uh play the the galar mind um so you think that 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 sta stadium just because of what you just said there, Lindsay, uh, might see a lot more play. Which which stadium? A Galar, Galar mine. mine. I mean, it it could like like that. I'm actually kind of surprised that 
Galarian Weezing didn't do as or like I don't know if like many people just didn't play it because that one that shut shuts off so many decks but I mean Galar Mine would be super annoying for one but for two even like a Temple of Sinnoh where like you can't just use a DTE to retreat also is kind of unfortunate um, right I know some some versions of it are running the hiding energy but it's like that Pokemon one has to be a dark Pokemon in the active so right you still don't really have those switching cards available yeah, so, some Lugia lists might play Bird Keeper, but that's about it. Like some lists play like one Bird Keeper, and then that's kind of it, you know. So yeah, I was just gonna ask. Um, with you know that being said, like there's with the Lost Box success, you, you with with uh, Sanders Dexing success, um, a little bit of um, you know Lugia hate there. Um, do you think there Lugia needs to pivot or make any changes off of towards list or the you know the top you know the top echelon of players that did well with Lugia? Um, for the adjustment or the perceived adjustment uh, of its weaknesses going into Tor Toronto? I think it needs to add switching cards. I do. <laughs> I really, really do. I think, I mean, obviously Tord did just fine without them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that that kind of is one of Lugia's biggest weakness. I feel like it was talked about a lot. The fact that there is, pe people know that Lugia don't run pivot cards and that has been extremely hurtful i think against lugia like especially with sanders list where like you are discarding the energies and like it's getting rid of those options already like i don't i don't see how you can't just squeeze in one air balloon just just one <laughs> air balloon to squeeze it in the list at least right i i've often thought the same myself and i think going into this um you know into toronto i i typically are i kind of agree with you i i don't even know if like Tord would play the same 60 just based off of you know the, the perceived meta changes off of you know Lugia seeing so so much success mm -hmm. right yeah, i agree i think you still got to counter Lugia, and i think more Lugia counter is going to pop up in toronto i'm eyeing up a Lugia deck myself for toronto and I, it's my secret, I guess, deck. Um, mm -hmm. I played it at my locals Friday and got second with it. Went five and one. My only loss was to a Lugia deck. And we both had bricky starts and he just kind of out, you know, I just kind of brick, you know, last. And he just was able to kind of catch up. But I think that Lugia is just really, I, there might even be more untapped potential with Lugia, to be honest. There's so many ways you mm -hmm. can play it. And I figured out this really cool way to play it that might be a good play for Toronto. And I think after looking at, the meta i don't even know if it has like the, the any bad matchups maybe sanders deck would still be awkward but the, yeah no i'm working on this really cool lugia deck that i'm looking to play to toronto it's a really cool cool intro it's a really cool card that you can use in the deck that just like it's just it's just a, it's a cool attacker that just kind of swings matchups in your favor and every time i put it into play in the tournament i played it in my locals it won me the game. It's more of a more of a finishing card because it takes a while to kind of get the card going. But once you get it into play, then the card is just like kind of it just wins you the game because it can't get in. It's just hard. Lugia doesn't have any counters to it unless they're playing uh, Crobat or Drapion. But if you take those out, then you're fine. I think Lindsay might have already seen my list already or what I I'm talking it. about. Really? Where? <laughs> it was in the group chat. Yeah, <laughs> well... <laughs> she's running over the group chat now. Well, let me go take a look. <laughs> While she's doing that, I do want to talk about one card that I I've been on the fence for um, when it comes to Lugia and seeing it actually basically win um, <laughs> against that Lost Box matchup uh, is that Stoutland V and, and being able to take multi-prices against those Lost Box decks. 
Um, do you think that that still has a home? Um, do you think maybe somebody can get a little bit greedier and maybe even play the greedent? Uh, or do you think that's just too, too greedy? I think, I think greedent Max might be a little bit, a little bit too greedy. Um, as much as I, as much as I would love to look somebody in the eyes at a regional <laughs> and say nom nom incisors. <laughs> You're right. Um, I feel like Stoutland won because it's a V Pokemon, less liability prize wise. Right. Um, but but Green and VMAX takes, doesn't that take three prizes? It, if it takes a knockout on a basic, it takes two extras. So yeah, you can take three, uh, three, even four, depending on if you're trying to clean up a, a V a V basic. Um, still hmm. probably not worth it. Uh, but still, <laughs> I mean, Stoutland just um, was worth his weight in gold, I guess, against that matchup. I do think Stoutland is actually pretty good though. Like like mm-hmm. I so I have been playing Lost Box as kind of like my main deck for the last uh few weeks or so and Stoutland has been like an annoying inconvenience. Right. I feel just like one turn of two prizes really just swings the matchup uh into Lugia's favor. Um just because it it doesn't have to go through as many many prizes to get to where it wants to go. Right. Yeah, I think you still have to play the Stoutland because it's one of Lugia's like best win conditions against Lost Box. Being able to take two prizes against Lost Box is really good. Lost Box can be pretty hard to beat if you have to take all six prizes manually. And that's where the Stoutland kind of saves you there. Like even just taking one knockout with it is really good. Like if they have to respond with a Raikou on your Stoutland, then you're winning because you can just knock out their Raikou with your Lugia. Then it's like, okay, you got to get the Raikou back into play. Maybe knock out my Lugia, but if I've done Sparse down, nice try. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, I think you still have to play the Stoutland in Lugia because I think you still need it if you're going to beat Lost Box. And it's just good against like Giratina too, even where it just gets you two prizes and it just makes it easier to win a game against a Lost Zone deck. So you'd still probably want to play it. And it could be good against like random stuff like Sobbles or uh, even opposing Dunsparce. I've seen a couple times uh, where somebody just wins a game because they have a Dun like the person either opened Dunsparce in the Lugia mirror and then it just kind of gets bossed later on by Stellan to win the game. And yeah, just being able to take those like extra prizes you kind of still want so i would still probably keep stellan and I, I think it still has its value well that actually is pretty interesting when we were talking about how in the lukia mirror you kind of just want to leave a one prize in the active so like yep. i mean we, we another thing is that we kind of know that lukia has zero pokemon recovery mm-hmm. so they probably won't leave if they can help it something like beltal or radiant charizard in the active it's probably gonna be maybe something like Dunsparce, which if you just whip out the Stoutland. Right. I mean, that's a good point um, for sure. Um, it, bringing that point, though, um, with Pokemon recovery um, and a little bit into the Kyogre deck, because I, Kyogre was seeing a lot of success. Um, there are a few people that, you know, got it to day two and, and had some pretty good runs with them. Um, I, I mean, right now, Lugia is playing that one Manaphy, but if you take out a Manaphy and then jump in with Kyogre right after that, and you're setting up a lot of really good math for, you know, win next turn. Uh, so do you think that um, Lugia or really any deck that plays um, Manaphy might consider more Pokemon recovery um, for that deck? Because I think Kyogre is kind of here to stay for the next couple months. Uh, yeah. I mean, even the Kyogre is good, obviously, against Lugia. You'll just go Sableye, bully the Manaphy, knock it out, and then Lugia can't get it back. I actually think that uh, Manaphy might even need to be a two of going in mm-hmm. going forward, just because 
Grant doing so well with that Calgary deck is going to cause a lot of people to want to play it. It is a harder deck to play, I will say. I think if I was going to choose any Lost Zone deck that's hard to play, I would put the Calgary deck at the the very top because that's a deck where you have to manage resources really well you have to time right. your kyogre right you got to make sure your decks you know what like zero cards you can do the recycler mirage gate kyogre combo which but, is really hard to do in a lost box yeah yeah especially when managing resources and obviously grant and i mean azul's whole team who played it are just like really good at the game like they know what they're doing yeah top so, player yeah those yeah top they're, players are awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some of the best players in the world and i think that obviously lends to a hard deck doing this well it's kind of like Tord, where he would play like a he would play a big brain deck like that urshifu once uh like single one of deck where it's like he had a bunch of like like 41 of or something like those type of decks that require a lot of skill and thinking and thinking ahead and strategizing not everyone can pick up, but I do think that we're going to see a lot of net decking at Toronto, and I think the Kyogre deck is going to be pretty popular. So I would definitely either double up on the Mana Fee or maybe even start playing Rod. I'm even, like, in some Lost Zone decks, I've even thought about playing, like, a couple Rescue Carriers to be able to get back. Like, you can use them with Sableye and stuff, but you can also carrier back uh, the Mana Fee when you, they kind of try to bully you with those Sableyes and they try to drop a Kyogre on you out of nowhere. So right. that is pretty important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a very fun metagaming, you know, week after uh, LAIC going yeah. in Toronto. So there's going to be a lot of uh, different techs jumping in and out of decks. Um, so I'm interested to see. And hopefully, you know, for the four of us or the three of us that are going, uh, we could uh, we could we could make the right call and, and go far in this in, in Toronto. There's yeah. one card that we, we only mentioned a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. the inclusion of. But uh, it's kind of debated too. Uh, the Raikou V in in the Lost Box because there was a little. I saw a little bit of debate in chat and on Twitter over the weekend on whether it was worth using because of the two prize trade. Pretty much, you're you're not effectively trading right. But mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to see your thoughts on that. If you think Raikou is worth keeping, or maybe still looking at a different electric attacker at the moment. Like uh, I don't know if Zeroora fills the the boat in in the in the single prize vein, but something like that. There's a couple other single prizers mm -hmm. are lightning Pokemon that I've seen people talk about. There's obviously the Zeroora, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. that needs a choice belt though. That you can set up maybe like Cram or like Sableye damage. Then there's also the Paralyzed Zekrom, which could be a cool idea. I saw some people talk about Zekrom Medicham or something, uh, which they kind of ended up I guess not working out very well. But that was something people thought about was the the paralyzed Zekrom with Yoga Loop Medicham for like the Lugia Mirror because Lugia doesn't play Switch. Zekrom's a cool idea because, you know, obviously Lugia doesn't play Switch right now. Uh, maybe not going into Toronto, maybe it would have been better for LEIC. Right. But obviously, I think yeah. Toronto, yeah, Toronto people are going to start taking in Switches, I think, or at least they're going to figure out more ways to make Lugia more consistent with like not having like stuff get stuck in the active. And I don't know if the Zekrom's is good. But there's Zekrom, Raikou, and Zero Aura. The problem with Raikou is that it's a two-prizer, but honestly, with the way the tempo works in the in the Lost Box v. Lugia matchup, the Raikou actually kind of is fine to use, in all honesty, because it trades really well. One-shots of Lugia. Even having, like, access to Fleet-Footed is kind of cool, and it's even good against, like, Palkia. If you run into, like, you know, Palkia, which is still out there, obviously, you know, you got, like, a decent attacker versus Palkia. Right. Yeah. That's what I was. I was kind of leaning on that camp that it, in lost box it makes a little bit more, more sense. You don't lose as much tempo if you if you lose those two prizes, mm -hmm. and the upside is just uh, a little bit better as well. So that's one I, I liked. And I mean, you are right with like the other 
single prize lightning attackers are just kind of like they're not optimal right there's always kind of like some other catch like uh choice belt uh yep. it does it, it it paralyze or something like that so yeah there's these little nuances that make different lightning pokemon good and i mean raikou still might be the best option because it also does a lot of damage it's actually a really good way to like you know like i said ko a stoutland or knock out uh just like a v pokemon that's easier to kill like raik or raikou can easily knock out crobat sometimes so mm-hmm. it's just still like a stronger card than Zekrom. Zekrom's more niche. Uh, Zero Aura is very specific. You, the Zero is really only good against Pokemon Week to Lightning, which is why it kind of sucks. Because Raikou is more general. It actually can knock out other, you know, beat Pokemon pretty well. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Grant use it um, well against Tord, even though, I mean, I think Tord won that matchup because of the Stoutland mm-hmm. yeah. um, prize trade-off. But y- you saw... Uh, Grant being able to back to back turns with the with the rescue uh, or the the ordinary rod and then just getting them back out there, um, pretty seamless, easy to charge up, um, and you know it, I think he's definitely worth playing if you're going to play an electric kind of package in any kind of lost box. Yeah, it's it's worth it. Uh, I think Raikou's still the the best lightning Pokemon. I don't think there's any others that are good. Like the only other lightning Pokemon I can think of is Flying Pikachu V Max. Uh, because that's good at chance, not just Lugia, but like so many different cards. So it's probably just Raikou still, but who knows? Flying Pikachu VMAX might make a resurgence in Toronto, not just in Lost Box, but like just in general, it could be just a good card to play. For sure. I I, I agree with that. Uh, another Lightning Pokemon I want to talk about real quick, and I want your guys' hot take. Uh, I know the community was kind of high on this going into um, LAIC. Uh, not so much Chuck and I, but uh, Vigavolt. <laughs> Vigavolt, uh, the hype was there. Uh, with Reggie's uh, Regilecki um, being able to amp up that damage while having the, um, you know, the item lock. Uh, why, in your opinion, did Vigavolt fall flat? I think just everyone wanted to play Lugia, to be honest. I think everyone just wanted to play Lugia. Um, that deck, I mean, it can, it can be very annoying to play against. Don't get me wrong. Um but with Dunsparce, especially if you're going second, um, you know, you, you flip over, you have the Vigavolt or the Raikou out. If you're playing against a Lugia and if they have Dunsparce, they're like probably 99% of the time going to get that Dunsparce out early if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Serena, I just feel like they're less reliant on some of those cards like quick ball ultra ball to get those arc gaps in the discard pile. So they might right. have a little bit of a harder time being able to item because what, once the arc are out, Lugia doesn't need items. Right. So and I even, feel like it's, I, I, I that was my, I, that was my thing with, with Vika Volt is it just doesn't stop Lugia. Like ultimately Vika Volt wants to go second because it wants to get, it wants to do that item lock the first turn it can. So if you flip Vikavolt and Lugia sees it, like, okay, play my items and you're got a Melanie. So like, I'm just, I'm not worrying about you gusting and, and just get it to the point where you can hopefully uh, not need items after that turn. Like, right. Just... Yeah. Vikavolt's like, just, it might have a good loss on a match, but I don't think it probably has like the best loss box matchup out of any deck in the format. It, yeah yes correct but yeah it's funny that it doesn't be lugia because they literally just put a dunsparce down and it's like cool yep yeah then you have to like boss up a dunsparce but like you said you know you're really needing to use melanie at that point and mm-hmm. 
I mean, maybe if the deck had some type of like bench snipe, but at the same time, they also run mana fee, so it's kind of mm -hmm. just like you can yeah. force them out of Lugia though. Like you can still item lock them and make them, you know, kind of they have to like raw draw into the Archaeops and they have to hit like research Serena Archaeops combos, which is harder to do under item lock, but Lugia, if they just set up Archaeops, they just, just like blow through your Vika Volts. They just get like completely destroyed, and there's nothing you can really do about that. 100%. Yeah, and then it's just harder to chain Vika Volt attacks than it is Lugia attacks. Even if Lugia got like one Archaeops out, I still feel like it's just easier for our, or, um, Lugia to do what it wants to do at that point. Right. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. For sure. So let's, one other deck I do want to talk about, we kind of mentioned it here or there. Um, but I want to deep dive into Sanders' control list. Um, uh, I'm not a control player. I don't know. I mean, I get the basics of of mm -hmm. what he was trying to do, but I, I don't know. You two, um, do you have any more insight or of what that deck kind of does for, you know, the community to kind of look out for, or even if they want to play it, um, kind of what that deck does to, you know, kind of see success? It was all over the ladder yesterday. <laughs> it was all over the ladder. Everybody was playing it. But from what I have seen from it, basically the main point is that you have the celebrations you felt all with uh, where you're discarding the special energies. So what I was doing when I was playing against those, um, when I was like playing a little bit of Lugia online, trying to get a feel for it, you just don't, uh, what's it called? Primal turbo, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You just don't accelerate more energies at a time than what you need because then they'll just discard them. So, and the, at least the ones that I played against, and I think I played against like four different ones. I don't think that there's any really any attackers necessarily. There's not really anything that attacked me. They mm -hmm. had the Gormandai Snorlax, they had that celebrations, Beltal discarding all the special energies. And that was like basically it from what I saw. Um, not really any attacking, just kind of disrupting, getting rid of all of the... But I, I know Sander posted his list. I didn't even take a look at it closely. He, I think he had a, a Pidgeotto V, too, I think. Which to does, keep himself uh, from decking out. Yeah, to keep himself from decking out, which can attack, but probably is not a very efficient attacker. But um, also with that Eldegoss loop at the end, if you get your you get there where you could just Eldegoss for the Bird Keeper, uh, put the energies on um, like that deck likes to do. Um, uh -huh. at the very end so it never decks out um and then there's just different options too because like you said evitol um will punish a greedy uh lugia player uh, mm. but you still got the um uh, the mill tank that can um yeah. tank things um and you you have the pidgeotto that can tank a hit potentially on like a, a lost box and then just scoop itself up um so you, you definitely have options there yeah mm -hmm. the uh the the control deck's interesting. I know Vini Fernandez got second place at LAIC with the deck, and I was watching a bit of his stream against Lost Box. That deck has Ice Q, which is another win condition against obviously Reggie's, but then against like even Lost Zone. If you go like Wash Energy, Ice Q against Lost Zone, they can't do anything. And if you if you play around like if they're playing the Kyogre build, you just play around the Kyogre and they literally can't do anything. You just Wash Energy, Ice Q, solos that match. Um, pretty well, I would say. I was pulling up the list. He has the Wash Energy and the Ice Q in there for that matchup in that list. Yep. Yeah, it, just, it just frees it up. I yeah, wish I was, we got to see Sander uh, pilot it like on stream. I wish we got to watch that. Did, what was in there a stream game? Yeah, he did play one. Uh, it wasn't in the top eight, uh, but it was day two where he did play somebody and they. Um, oh, I missed it. 
Yeah, yeah he, I, he I, won it to two oh uh he before time because he just uh timed them out uh and ran them out of resources, which um you know has crushing hammers again, another card that uh we that sometimes sees its head pop up. Um normally you know Lugia doesn't care because it just accelerates a lot, but with Evatol crushing hammers, there's just so many things you could do there. Yeah, you just don't attach energies until you're ready to attack. And that's really it. Right. And you just see the one Lugia player um with uh with double uh Luminion. That way he could just can't try to not deck himself out either and mm-hmm. hit, hit there. But a lot of times again, the mill tank is just like, okay, well, you you can not deck out, but you're also just not doing damage to me. So yeah, uh, mill tank is actually pretty good in the control deck because if they're running you out of energy and then they go a mill tank and you're forced to an archaeops, that can make things really awkward sometimes. Right. Because mm-hmm. then you have to move your Lugia, but you can't do that if you don't play Switch and you're running out of energy. Right. Um, from from our conversation today here, uh it really seems like Lugia needs at least one or two switching cards. Yeah. Um with with just a, a, a a plethora of different options that could kind of hurt it now that that's kind of known hey lukia doesn't switch so we can take advantage of this yep that's uh it's it, it's definitely not something i don't even know if you need to respect sanders second uh toronto obviously people are going to play it and i'm sure maybe we'll see like different versions of that deck pop up or people figure out even more ways to play it or but I, I personally wouldn't worry about it because it's another deck that it, it takes a lot of skill to play. And a lot of people may or may not be able to pilot that deck successfully in mm-hmm. a best two of three, you know, nine round event like Toronto. So you don't have to like super tech for uh, would, the control deck. I would especially, agree with that. It's especially tough, in matchups that aren't Lugia. So like, yeah. you're playing that against something that... Uh, doesn't play a special energy would probably be like a very head scratching experience for someone or, yep. or it's just auto lost kind of kind of day mm-hmm. but i'm pretty sure sander would still find a way to eke that into a tie so probably right yeah yeah i think ldf you have a great point there like i don't think just a a average player or below even a like slightly above average player is just going to take this deck uh, and net deck it in in a week or less now um, get enough practice and then actually have an, a lot of success going into it. I mean, I, Sanders last one at NAIC with the with the the V Mewtwo V Mewtwo Union. Deck, yeah, I feel like that was a little bit easier for just the common player to pick it up and have a little bit of success there. Kind of wider spread too, like it didn't have as much of a narrow spread, um, a narrow matchup as this one does. I think. I yeah, that's also a great point too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, as Xander's one person, uh, if you run into him uh, in cut, I think you're gonna just be happy anyways, even if you lose that. Um, yeah. Or if you see him in, in you know, if you see him, uh, if he's going to Toronto and you see him in the in day one, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But that's just one matchup. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised that Galarian Weezing was not more popular because like I'm that deck, especially with the freaking boost shake. Going first with the boost shake, so many decks just like can't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. And then they're putting down like you know the next turn they're trying to get down another um, coughing and a wheezing so they can get by with escape rope and then the crowbat V Max with the leafy camo poncho on it so that you cannot gust it up. Right. Outrageous. Yeah, I, it it does seem like a deck that is low-key you know on the rise or has potential to be on the rise uh especially with lugia um and the way it is there uh maybe maybe those switching options need to be escape ropes for those early early game there uh for the boucher because 
um yeah it's, it's crazy so well like they usually don't put down another pokemon right so like you can't use the escape rope so like they get to the point where they can put down another coughing and then boost shake again so then that way it's like then you do, you cannot escape rope you have escape rope is not an option and then it gets to the point where like they can get down the crobat um and like when that evolves you put on the leafy camo poncho so you can never boss it up and you just kind of loop and wreak havoc right yeah that that definitely seems scary especially for lugia if you have a little bit of a slow start uh we will see if that deck uh pops up there's a cool wheezing i think i talked about this earlier there's a cool wheezing aerodactyl flying pikachu deck that yeah. is kind of getting some talk right now i don't know if that deck's actually good or if it's a meme but it has a pretty interesting lugia matchup where you can go like wheezing they can't summon any star and then you go aerodactyl's v-star power or v-star whatever and then you shut off lugia from being able to do anything at all and they try to mainly attach and then you go evil tall remove all their energy and then come in and like just like use flying pikachu which is also just good against lost box so right. it's another like control deck that i'm actually maybe going to try out uh, i don't know if i played toronto but it's definitely like a cool cool idea that kind of has a pretty good lugia matchup believe it or not and the wheezing right. i think the problem with the wheezing is just like it's too weak. It doesn't really do enough damage. Even against Lost Box, you know, they're only doing 60 with a Sneasler, and Comfy has 70 HP, and they play Switch, Card, and Net, which is tough to deal with. But Weezing definitely is, like, an interesting card that just, I feel like, has to find the right partner for it to actually, like, be good. Um, so that's right. kind of my It's just, it hasn't quite been there, but again, uh, from what Lindsay was saying, it does sound very scary for an opponent to sit down and that happen to them, so. Um, yeah. With that being said, let's kind of just let's just pretend, Lindsay, you're going to Toronto. Um, what decks would we all be bringing uh, as of right now? Uh, we're we're recording on Sunday the 27th, so it's a little bit less than a week from uh, today. Um, so we'll start with you, Chuck. Um, if you you know you're going to Toronto, uh, what deck are you leaning towards first? Um, and if you say Lugia, go into a little more detail. Uh, no, no, I'm not playing Lugia. I don't own Lugias. I don't want to play Lugias. Um, call me crazy. I am leaning towards a Lost Box mm -hmm. uh, right now. Um, that is my uh, play. Trying to tweak a Lost Box to uh, handle Lugia a little bit more handedly. Um, taking notes from this week. I like the Raikou edition. I have some other things that I'm going to try instead of uh, like a like a Tina or something, but just Lost Box right now. All right, Lindsay, if you were going, what would you be bringing? Honestly, and I kind of hate to say it, but I, at this point, I would probably go with Mew because I feel like a lot of people play Lugia and I feel like overall it has a more consistent matchup against Mew. I probably would not do, um, even though I think the Fusion Strike build is better, um, I probably would not do the Fusion Strike build because I I feel like there's going to be a lot of Stoutlands running around now in Lugia, and I feel like that's a really unfortunate target for Stoutland. Um, well, I guess what? The attack is 40, 60, 80, 90. If I don't have Oracorio out, then yeah, so it could be pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like... I guess like I guess like maybe Mew, maybe maybe Lugia. Um, I I think I'm kind of done with the the Lost Box stuff for now because I tried it. I gave it a lot of time, a lot of patience, 
it's just not working out for me, I think. So I mean, yeah, like it's a hard deck to play. It's 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 it to do that all day would be so mentally taxing. Yeah. And I just I don't know if that is something that I would I personally me would want to do. And like I just I seem to have really bad luck with my prizing. <laughs> yeah, that happens with uh, I seem to have bad luck with prizing no matter what I play. <laughs> yeah. Um I like the I like the mu call the mu call my uh, myself. I, I just I couldn't decide between fusion or non-fusion. Like I feel like the upside of fusion uh being able to do that turn one take Lugia V uh is too good to pass up, but then the prospect of being able to just Marnie your opponent every turn in like some of those newer DTE builds where you just be just be not letting them keep a hand, uh, a, like a straightforward hand that they get to know what they're going to play with the next turn. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that idea too. So, yeah, yeah, b- both good options. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they both have their ups and downs. Uh, I mean, I think the the fusion strike is definitely that early game um, hitter uh, that puts the fear in any deck's eyes. You know, you can just take knockout on anything basically. Uh, but that DTE version's probably the more consistent overall with better options like mid to late game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to both. And you can mm-hmm. Marnie path to get your opponent from doing any type of Drapion. You're less likely to get out the Drapion plays. Right. Hey, who would have thought a year ago that we said that Mew is going to Marnie path you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. LDF. Uh, what What are you leaning towards right now? Uh Three different decks that I would probably choose would be Lost Zone decks, probably Lost Box. I actually kind of really like the idea of like Cramorant Sableye Charizard with like a Galarian Zapdos, mm-hmm. which can be really good against a Stoutland. And then it might help you against Vigavolt if you happen to run into it. And then you can also use Earth and Stone Tablet with it for like really cool plays. Uh, but I, I really like Lost Box. I don't know which one I would pick. I don't know if the Cowgirl one is the best, probably is, but. I think Sableye Cramzard would be what I would play if I was going to play Lost Box. I think Sableye Cramzard is really good, and there's some cool ways you can play it and build it. Again, I would probably play it with Zapdos. V can help against Stoutland, and then it can be good in like other situations too. So my other deck, Reggie, obviously, uh, which I'm like very close to playing at Toronto. It's just Reggie. Just I don't know, man. It's just I don't know if it beats like most other decks anymore. It it might be able to beat Lost Zone, but I don't know if it beat the Kyogre deck because of Kyogre's ability to take two prizes on you, and then. Lugia has got collapsed, Manaphy Dunsparce, which is not fun to deal with. When Charon's care on top of that is like the icing on the cake that makes that matchup even harder. And right. Some of them play Regenerative Energy, which is another, you know, annoying card to deal with. And then there's, I mean, yeah, no. Reggie probably is okay, but I wouldn't, I don't know, I'm, I'm 50-50 on that. It depends on how people build their Lugia decks. And then the final one is Lugia itself. And again, I'm looking towards playing a really cool Lugia build. My secret Lugia deck. That I got second with that locals uh, on Friday. That I think is kind of a cool idea, and I'm gonna try to tweak it a little bit more and maybe test with PJ and John um, nice. the night before and just kind of figure out if it's actually the play. But it's a pretty interesting concept that it it seems to be able to beat Lugia Mirrors because Lugia like it, it counters Evil Tall, and it's hard to deal with for Lugia decks. And it's also something that has like other matchups that it just is good and not just Lugia Mirror. You put that thing into play and it can win other matchups too. See, LDF, when you when you sent that photo at first, when I mm-hmm. first looked at it, I did not 
see the that there card. were that, that there were no it's it, i saw that card i didn't see the lugias <laughs> i, I wasn't paying, was... I, well i just i just saw that i'm like oh he's just playing the whole yeah. <laughs> but like i didn't even like i because i didn't look at the picture to like see because mm-hmm. like i think you just wrote the car i don't know if you actually wrote like blank with lugia so i was like oh, what mm-hmm. well is this episode going out for, for toronto uh, yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be on Wednesday, just a couple days before. Okay, okay. Yeah, so no, but we can we can keep. <laughs> we'll tell you. Sauce. We'll it's tell you on ours. We'll t- tell you on yes. ours because ours will go out after Toronto, so we'll yeah, leak it. we can leak it uh, on ours. Yeah, I'll Very talk cool. more about my my uh, deck, I guess, on our podcast because yeah, sounds good. I can, yeah. I can't wait to hear. Um, yeah. but for me, I think uh, Lugia is is the play for me. Um, yep. I I, I toyed with the the fusion strike uh, or the. Uh, with the with the um the amazing rare Yvetal build with the Charizard and, and the Aurora energies and it it's good it has a great matchups against a lot of things it just doesn't fit my play style um and I like the option of Sharon's care uh, being able to heal especially if they just miss you by just that much um you know they miss like a belt or they don't take in consideration um of the V guard energy. Um, and then it just missed. And then you can share in care. I don't know how many times in practice that's kind of helped. Um, so, I mean, it still has a pretty good mirror match um, if you played a resource game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously it just beats basically everything else as long as, you know, you play your you play your matchup right um, and you don't like break out. So I'm going for more consistency and a little bit more healing uh, over maybe just having the matchup spreads um, with the Yvetals and stuff like that. But um, we shall see because there's definitely going to be a lot of changes in the meta uh, between, you know, LAIC and Toronto. Um, can't yeah. wait to see what happens. Same. I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait. Toronto's less than a week away. I can't wait to see everybody again and uh, play some more Pokemon at a super competitive level. And whether I do well or not, just here to have fun. For sure. I mean, obviously, I, I, I want to finally break through make, hit, hit day two, but, yeah. you know, just playing um being outside of work just hanging out with uh awesome people in this awesome community um is where it's at right there um so yep. success will find its way eventually yeah agreed all right before we let you go and before we give you your last shout outs there was one thing that me and chuck have to resolve from last week and that oh. was our you thought you were going to get away with this didn't you <laughs> you thought you were going to get away I can't uh, seem to win one of these. No. So last week we did a uh, LAIC uh, fantasy draft. Uh, we each picked five players. Um, Chuck did get the first pick because he overall smashed me in last week's trivia. Um, but that didn't yeah. matter because Tord Reckliff was on my team and he was not <laughs> on yours. Uh, so thanks to Tord. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. You better <laughs> call up Tord and give him a high five. Thanks. I will. I definitely will. <laughs> Uh, my team did do really, really well. They did. All five of them in, uh, I think all five of them made top 256. Uh, and you had one blank. Yes, I did. I, I, I was, I was hoping but, uh, Gearheart was going to go there. You let me down, bud. Um, <laughs> Gearheart. <laughs> come on, Gearheart. You should have been there. Um, I, did, I was like in the, in the moment I picked the bad pick, but, uh, that was my fifth pick. Um, but my first, my, actually it was my second pick, uh, toward, yeah, he ended up winning. Uh, so Chuck, you are now going to be punished again. Um, so I believe I will give you a pass. You don't have to do it this week because we're going to uh, to Toronto. That is but the, the next week. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're not. We're not making you do that at Toronto. But the week <laughs> after Toronto, your first tournament, you have to play a four of copy of. Uh, let me look at this. Uh, what was that again? Um, unidentified fossil. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have to make a fossil deck pretty much. You got to make a fossil deck. Yeah. Well, wow. I know I, I know where you can find some fossil deck profiles. <laughs> right? Mm, you got to get video. You, you got to you got to you got to go check out them shuffle squatters right there. They might have the secret sauce for you and maybe this isn't going to be a punishment. Maybe it could be a fun experiment. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that goes. Obviously, it's going to be not next episode. We'll find out Chuck's uh, punishment and how it goes, but the week after um, uh -huh. because of Toronto. But um, yeah. Uh, so thank you again, Tord, for not only winning for yourself, but you won for me. And I didn't have to get stuck with, I don't even remember what I was supposed to play. It was, I was supposed to play Magic Card. It would have been four of a Magic Card. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So much more fun with that. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I don't have to. Um, better, luck, better, better luck next time, Chuck. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, the natty hat trick on this side. <laughs> All right. Well, that's about going to wrap it up. Uh, but before we end it, um, you know, Lindsay, LEF, thank you for coming on. Um, this is your time uh, to shine. Shout outs, plugs, uh, all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, the floor is your guys's. Yeah. Shout out to the Shuffle Squad. If you want to catch more of our podcast, you can check out the Shuffle Pod. We got our own YouTube channel. And of course, you can check us out on all the uh, streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and all that good stuff. And uh, shout out to the Shuffle Squad. And obviously, shout out to uh, PJ, the manager, and uh, all that good stuff. So yeah, shout out to Shuffle Squad. What about you, Lindsay? You got anything to say? Yeah. Um, thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. I think this is our is this our first collab with another podcast. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I'm so, glad to be the first one or that mm -hmm. we're the first. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be, it, it was definitely fun today. It'll be fun to have you guys on our episode whenever we end up recording that one. Yeah. Um, bummed. I don't get to see you guys in Toronto, but hopefully you're going to Orlando. I'll be at Orlando, Knoxville and Charlotte. Those are the three that I'm like for sure going to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all I can make with work and financial uh, stuff. So and of course, these little these little boogers too. Um, but yeah, uh, it, I you know I stream on Twitch twice a week, Twitch.tv/linty underscore Rose Cup. So that's where you can find me um, playing shenanigans and whatever else. For sure. And well, yep. Shout yeah. out to Shuffle Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can't forget. Can't can't forget your team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you guys again. That, that was a great, uh, fun episode. I think we had a lot of awesome uh, discussions there. I can't wait to jump on your guys' end um, on the Shuffle Squad or Shuffle Pod. I keep saying Squad. It's hard to get, to, to get out of the nor normal saying Shuffle Squad. Yeah. But um, like, I, like I said at the beginning of the cast, if you guys haven't checked out um, the Shuffle Pod or any of their different platforms, um, please go do so. Uh, both, you know, both of Lindsay and and LDF, awesome content creators, um, and the team is just awesome. Follow them on Twitter as well because you know, a lot of good deck lists come out of that uh, out of that group. Um, and if you're looking to get great into competitive play, um, they're definitely one of the top ones I would consider going to. Appreciate that. Well, before before we end the episode, I actually forgot to mention this. 
So you guys were the ones that did the 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 year end awards last year, yes. right? Now I, I yes. know I think I won the, uh, the yes, YouTube you award, right? I yes, yes, you were the thank best you content creator. <laughs> thank you. Yes. I just wanted to say thank you for that. I like was thinking about that the podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, the I remember you guys did the award ceremony thing, and I won in the YouTube yes. category. So I wanted to make sure I thank you guys for that. So hopefully yeah, I can I, win 2022. Hopefully, like yeah. I think we're going to be doing that at the end of December, right, Chuck? I think that's when we uh, did it. The, uh, well, see, we did it in December, but uh, we're like mid competitive season and we still have to work out kinks. It might be like a first of the year thing now. So, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it, we are running towards ended, the end of the, the, the quote unquote year. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll have to do that again. It's like a uh, mid year thing now because we ended the season, we ended one season one with an award, like an actual podcast season with the award because we ended it at the end of the year. But then now the seasons start in the middle of the year. So, It'll be like a mid-year awards, but yeah. 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 Right. I mean, end of the calendar. End of the calendar year. Yeah. It was close enough. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hopefully, again, you guys can get on that. I'm sure you'll be there at least at the very minimum nominated. Um, But you guys are awesome. Uh, You guys are always welcome on the pod. Um, And, you know, again, we had a lot of fun talking with you guys. And uh, I think that'll do it for this week. I think so, too. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys later. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at RY4Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.